millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. So Anna Kasparian of the Young Turks recently appeared on the PBD podcast, and I have to be perfectly honest with you guys out there in the audience. This was not my favorite interview of Anna Kasparian, and there are a number of reasons for that. And the first reason, which is the most obvious, is jealousy. I want to be on the PBD podcast, and I got to do it, and that makes me really mad. Just kidding. Anna is obviously my best friend, because I said if she unblocked me on Twitter, we would be best friends. And best friends don't get jealous of one another. It actually comes down to the questions that were asked of her by the guys at PBD, which a lot of them revolved around at least first and foremost the idea of the birthing person controversy and for me this is one of the least interesting things about Anna Kasparian's pivot or whatever you want to call it in terms of certain policies because this should be a no-brainer however and I do mean of course how and then ever just because they initially focused on this and this had a little bit too much attention in this particular podcast even though it's months old and it's a no-brainer like I said before that doesn't mean there weren't interesting things said in the podcast and there weren't interesting reactions to basic should be non-controversial points but are controversial amongst the left brought up by Anna Kasparian so that's what we're going to talk about today but before we do I want to say thank you to everybody who signed up on actualjusticewarrior.com slash join give me the money give you give me the money Okay, And thank you to the podcast listeners, Spotify, Apple, and Google's podcasting platform. So, to answer your question, you are correct. I, I do not like to be bullied or pressured into saying things or believing things that I do not believe. I find that terminology degrading. Okay? That I personally, because I'm not a birthing person, okay? I'm a woman. What's wrong with being called a birthing person? Well, first of all, um, not all women even have the capacity to get pregnant. So right off the bat, we have this birthing person controversy, which, by the way, I first saw the clip for this on a Twitter account called Post Left Watch, because Anna Kasparian is apparently post left. And apparently Anna's a bad person, because at some point during this part of the conversation she happened to mention that you don't have to be called the n-word to find the n-word offensive and the reason why this was so horrible for Anna Kasparian to say is because birthing person isn't as bad as the n-word but the thing is Anna didn't make that argument throughout this segment what she did was make an analogy this is this is the thing that annoys me about this entire issue and conversation because they'll turn around and they'll say no one's calling you a birthing person okay um does someone need to call an individual who finds the n-word offensive the n-word in order for him or her to find it offensive or degrading 
You get what I'm saying? Of course. No one needs to be called that word to find it problematic or to have an issue with it. And besides which, I was called that, okay? Yes, in a medical setting. But this is a doctor who knows I'm a biological woman. Call me a woman. She was comparing two different things in order to make a point. And my least favorite tactic in going after analogies is to say those are two different things. Yes, that's the point of an analogy. So everybody who's angry about this is being completely absurd. Also, one of the things that I noticed is that this little excerpt was ripped from an overall context. And the overall context is something that I've told you on this channel a bunch of different times, which is that Anna Kasparian is actually pretty damn pro-trans. In fact, she's more pro-trans than probably 98% of the population. And that really comes through here when she talks about child transitions. You think it's okay to transition kids? under the age of 18, even if the parents consent. What do you mean, medically? Medically. <sighs> Anna, you seem very smart to me, and I think you have common sense. Yeah, I do have common sense. I, I think it's a very difficult question to answer, okay? I think that it is a problem when certain states completely ban it, because there are instances of, let's say, teenagers who identify as transgender, they're legitimately transgender, and... I don't want to cause harm to those people, right? I think it's a really, it's a decision that's left, that should be left between the parents and the doctors. But at the same time, there are certain things going on where I do worry. Like, I don't know if you guys have read about the Tavistock Clinic in the UK that shut down. And the reason why it shut down is because it just became this system of transitioning minors without really doing the proper protocols to ensure that they're, you know, they're working with people who are legitimately transgender. Okay. Now, while Anna is unsure slash leaning against based on her tone and what she said right there, the surgeries under the age of 18, she seems to be okay with transition as long as it is done in the accompaniment of the parents and the doctor, which, again, is something that is considered further left than the general population and honestly not something that I agree with. I don't care what anybody does when they're an adult. If you want to take the opposite sex hormones, if you want to get surgery, if you want to remove parts of your body, add parts of your body, or whatever, that is not really an issue for me. But when it comes to underage kids, and specifically the issue of puberty blockers, that's when I think we have major issues. We have seen the studies from Scandinavia that have shown over and over again that most kids who have gender confusion tend to figure this out at something like a 60 to 90% clip. Again, these studies are done over the course of like 20 years or 30 years or whatever that they are in the actual correct body and they desist. However, delaying puberty leads to situations where people never have their brain chemistry change or whatever to get to the point where they desist. And I feel like you're condemning people to a lifetime of problems that probably would have turned out to be fine with the gender that they were born into. But Anna is saying, oh, if you have a doctor, blah, 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 and all that. Now she gives caveats and she's talked about or at least tweeted about or shared Jesse single posts, certain clinics that basically rubber stamp this. So I give her credit there. But overall, I am against this for minors other than like a social transition, because even though I know that's not something that I would likely do for my child, a social transition typically just involves wearing the opposite sex clothing and whatnot. And I think teenagers 
do that kind of stuff to rebel throughout history, and that is not an instance where I want the government to intervene. She also does make an important delineation between the gays and the transes, which I think is not spoken about enough. And I think that there's this conflation um, with the gay community and the transgender community, because think about it. Like, I think a lot of people on the on the left think of the trans community the same way they thought of the gay community, right? Like, yeah, why not legalize gay marriage? Like, what's wrong with that? Who's it hurting? But when it comes to some transgender issues, there is a lot on the line. And by the way, I 100% accept this distinction between the two. I think people are making a category error when they put them together. And while I am in favor of disclosing to the parents whether or not a child is presenting as the opposite sex when they're in school, and I don't like schools that keep that from the parents due to the exorbitant risk of self-harm from transgender individuals, I'm not actually in favor in all cases of parents having that information disclosed to them if the teacher thinks that the kid is gay. I don't think it's as productive to out a gay kid as it is for the potential safety and harm of the child if that kid is trans. So I would actually make it much lighter on the gay kids and much stricter in terms of the transes based on the differences between the two and the fact that we have to deal with the practical realities on the ground. He would sell out the American people to corporate interests, just like he did with PG&E, starting fires and destroying countless Californians' lives as a result of that. He bailed them out. He totally bailed them out. He has provided protection for them, even though they refused, absolutely refused to update their century-year-old equipment, which everyone knew was going to lead to devastating wildfires. That's exactly what happened. The The fire that happened in... Um, Hawaii, same thing there, Maui? Yes, but look, what happened in Hawaii is very similar. Um, but one of the worst fires in uh, California history happened in 2018. It was the campfire. Mm-hmm. And that campfire happened because a PG&E hook that was uh, holding up the power lines mm-hmm. broke. Now, what I wish would have been focused on more in this whole podcast episode are the segments on figures like California Governor Gavin Newsom. If you guys aren't aware, Anna Kasparian, not a fan of Gavin Newsom. In fact, she did a very interesting segment on her show recently, which I will link in full in the description, where she talks about, and this was referenced in the podcast, PG&E, which is a government-connected utility company that was responsible for a bunch of major wildfires, including that wildfire that basically destroyed over a thousand homes in that town and led to the deaths around 80 people and in fact the company pled guilty to 80 something counts of negligent manslaughter i don't remember the exact number again look in the description and essentially what anna kasparian explains to the pbd guys but she does it much better in her own segment which is why it will be linked in the description is that gavin newsom worked out a deal where these people who lost everything homes the lives of their family members and all that were compensated over 50% with PG&E stock. Now, think about this for yourself. If you ended up getting significant damage to your lives, to your livelihood and whatnot by a corporation, you know for a fact that that corporation's stock is going to tank significantly. So when you're paid based on the previous value of the stock before the crisis happened, you know immediately that that stock value is going to plummet. And that's exactly what happened to these California residents who still live in tents on their own property because 
because they've never received the compensation in order to rebuild their homes. And one of the things that Anna goes over in that segment that's absolutely tragic is that the judge that oversaw this deal being brokered, which was only possible due to actions from Gavin Newsom, told them that they need to start rooting for PG&E stock to go up. And if you guys are unaware, one of the things that led to this fire was the fact that they refused to change old hooks that kept power lines stable that would have cost them $10 per hook to change. And the reason they do this is because they know people like Gavin Newsom are never going to hold them accountable. And I also believe there was some connection with the person that Gavin appointed to the Senate, you know, that Maryland attorney. I believe that she, in some way, shape, or form, represented PG&E while working in California or while working in a government position, or she was overseeing that without disclosing that she had previously worked for them. So it's an absolutely horrible thing and I wish they would have focused more on this rather than birthing person and all that other nonsense. Look, I I can't speak for other parts of the country, but I think California is notorious for voters who aren't really politically active, politically aware, and that has created a vacuum. Or informed. Well, when it comes to politics, I would say, right? And so that's created an opportunity for some of the more far left activist fringe of the party to basically take control of things. Uh, And I'm talking about like the individuals who think that it makes sense to literally abolish prisons and police, which unbelievable. And and then they turn around, by the way, when I critique it or criticize it, it's like, no, no, but we don't actually mean abolish. No, no, you mean abolish. Newsom has closed two state prisons during COVID. He released (laughs) tens of thousands of people from these prisons, okay? Now, he lied and told everyone that the people he released were all nonviolent offenders, yeah. all nonviolent offenders. They're not all nonviolent offenders. Now, Anna also talks about criminal justice reform in the state of California. And by the way, this can be broadened out to a broader conversation nationwide. And some of her segments, by the way, on this have been really good. And I've given her credit for that in the past, but she talks specifically about California closing two state penitentiaries, releasing 10,000 inmates, and how those inmates were not these nonviolent offenders. I'll give you some I'll give you an example. I did deep research into this. I remember reading the story of one of the people who got uh, let out during COVID, a woman who literally murdered her boyfriend and then drove hundreds of miles north to dump his body. She got released. Jeez. So, how are you going to come to me and tell me, no, 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 The only people who got released are nonviolent offenders. I will say that Anna gives an example of a female killer who ended up killing her boyfriend or husband and then dumped the body all the way in Northern California. And that's pretty bad. That's pretty egregious. Although I will give the caveat that female violent offenders tend to commit one crime on average and then they're done and they don't reoffend again. So maybe even though that crime was egregious and I do believe in holding that woman accountable and I wouldn't have released her, she would not be the most likely person to reoffend. More interestingly about the state of California and by the way, part of the reason why they did this is because they had court decisions related to their prison population being too large. Now, if I were Gavin Newsom and I were going to release 10,000 inmates, I wouldn't Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive 
active and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com fighterflare.com Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Flare.com. Close the state penitentiaries. I would actually transfer inmates to those penitentiaries that now have more room in there. So that way the population of the prison can be spread out, which by the way, prison density actually correlates with a lot of negative outcomes. So it actually help the prisoners that are even in prison. But two, it then it doesn't end up addressing the point that the court wanted them to address, which was the fact that they have too much dense population of prisoners in the state of California. Now, they also passed a law that basically makes it impossible to put certain crimes of offenders in prison. Now, they say they have to be non-violent offenders, but let us be clear, non-violent includes robberies, burglars, and all these other instances, and by the way, also crimes that involve violence, and they can't be sent to prison. So instead, they get thrown into the county jail system, but the county jail system has no room for these people, so they need to release these people earlier and earlier, and sometimes they can't even hold them for even a tenth of their sentence. 
this is allowing a lot of people to be returned to the streets over and over again. We did a story on this channel of a guy who I believe pled guilty in one specific instance, one trial, to over 50 counts of felony burglary, which made 70 plus convictions for felony burglary. And they ended up releasing him after three months because the burglaries were considered nonviolent. Therefore, he needed to be put out and they put him on probation, which again would only be able to return him to jail because he can't be sent to prison because they decided that all of those felony burglaries are nonviolent. Now, this guy was called the snake robber, the snake burglar, which makes him a supervillain. So he will probably be destroying the city in a little bit of time just because of the fact that he is now taking the form of a snake and he is going to get all these snake-like powers with that in the future. Trust me. But you know what else isn't effective? Hmm. Using taxpayer money, funneling it to nonprofits so they can literally buy crack pipes and hand them out at Skid Row. There, there is video evidence of that. How does that make so any anyone sense? on the left yeah. who wants to come at me and pretend like this is just a right-wing scaremongering talking point, you're full of crap. And you should go online and you should watch the videos of literal. We spent $13 billion in Los Angeles alone last year to combat homelessness. You want to know where that money went? That money went to these trash nonprofits who have a bunch of executives making half a million dollars a year. You're working for a nonprofit dealing with homelessness. That's my money. That's my parents' money. Okay, that is the hardworking people of California paying incredibly high taxes that go to what? So, yeah, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. And honestly, just experiencing what I've seen on the ground in California has made me question a lot about left-wing ideology. Now, another thing that the left seemed to be angry about on the internet.com was Anna Kasparian criticizing the amount of money that the city of Los Angeles spends on the homeless. But more importantly, she was criticizing how that money was being spent. Now, I believe she said it was $13 billion in the city of Los Angeles. However, I think they actually spent less in the previous year. But Anna is on a live show, so her being 100% accurate on that It could be excused for her being a little bit off, but the focus that she put on was one of these particular programs, which, by the way, Anna's big issue is that they're giving these monies to nonprofits. The people in those nonprofits make a ton of money managing the homeless, which is why the homeless problem never appears to be solved. This is something that I've criticized in the past on this channel. And one of the programs in particular was a program to hand out crack pipes to homeless people so that they could better use illegal drugs like crack. Now, Anna is not a drug warrior or anything like that. But obviously, this program makes no sense, and it makes significantly less sense than even the needle exchange programs. Now, I've said on this channel multiple times, I'm not in favor of the needle exchange programs. I think you can set up injection sites for these people to come to a central location. But as we've seen in San Francisco, where they're giving out two to 300,000 needles a month, what ends up happening is they get something like 50 to 80,000 needles back, and the rest of those needles end up all over the city of San Francisco, and that creates a bunch of hazards for the residents of the city of San Francisco. Remember, the point of the needle exchange is to reduce the transmission of HIV. It's to make it safer for the people who are addicted to drugs. And that is the point behind that, because HIV positive people in the population can negatively impact all of us, not just those people using drugs illegally. It also increases the cost of treating these people for medical conditions if you allow them to develop more medical conditions. So 
in some regards, the needle exchange program, giving them clean needles actually does make sense. Now, I think you need to attach the offer for help to get them off the drugs in the first place, but you can understand the logic behind that. But the thing is, crack pipes do not fall into that category. Crack pipes are not being used to inject between people, thus transmitting a virus like HIV. The purpose of giving people crack pipes is to give people an easier ability to use drugs, and this falls way more in the category of enabling than even the needle exchange programs that I criticized in the past, and Anna might have some legitimate criticisms for. So I think it is perfectly intelligent and smart to focus on this, because this is just burning your money in an incredibly unproductive way and considering all the money that california spends on the homeless this really is a problem that all these organizations have all of these crap ideas that again seem to be to prolong homelessness rather than deal with it now anna also talked about san francisco and private gun ownership which we're going to take in that particular order because i think that these are two things that are also being lifted from all contexts in order to smear her in an unfair way so first First and foremost, Anna is talking about these marketing campaigns that they're spending, telling you about how good California is, how great California is. And specifically, this is happening a lot in San Francisco, because while major cities around the country seem to have recovered in terms of tourism, San Francisco is distinctly an outlier in that regard. And I think the only other city that still has a decline from pre-pandemic levels is the city of Chicago. And the reason for this is because people don't want to be around crime people don't want to be tourists in san francisco and have their cars broken into and have their stuff stolen and anna addresses that quite succinctly when she criticizes the advertising campaign okay san francisco is terrifying and i it's hilarious to me because the business community there wants to put lipstick on a pig they want to put out this four million dollar ad campaign pretending as though everything in san francisco is all hunky-dory it's not hunky-dory San Francisco is a nightmare. Yes, violent crime went down a little bit, but your car's going to get broken into. Okay, you're going to get robbed. Th- those are up, by the way. Both yeah, of those, those two categories up. are and correct. And- car break-ins in San Francisco are off the chart. They may actually have overall declining crime, but in that specific category crime is going up. You also have aesthetic problems in the city of San Francisco. The fact of the matter is when there's homeless people in every single major tourist area, that is going to end up creating problems. On top of that, there's also poop all over the city. There's also needles. There's also all these other issues that just don't make San Francisco a good place to live or a good place to visit, which is what they're trying to turn around with these advertisements. Now, I will also point out, and Bill Maher, I believe, did a segment on this recently, that the city of San Francisco can't even build a single toilet for these homeless people without that public toilet costing $2 million. And in fact, a private company offered to do this for free for the city of San Francisco, but it turns out going through all the rules and regulations and whatnot to again build a single toilet would have cost that company that was going to do it for free again $400,000. That's absolutely ridiculous and absurd. And if you think building a public toilet is expensive, try building housing in the city of San Francisco where you have to go through all of those regulations and more. And again, this just creates a bunch of problems and a death spiral in that city because every single potential solution, even mitigation of certain negative aspects of the homeless population living on the street gets held up by a ton of red tape. I would love to hear Anna 
going to talk more about the regulatory burdens in a place like San Francisco and how that makes any kind of housing first solution or anything like that, even again, building toilets, completely impossible in that city because nimbyism has taken over California at the statewide level and it's worse in individual cities like the city of San Francisco. I do think, look, I'm, I'm a believer in the Second Amendment. I've never, I've never supported, you know, banning guns. But as I've gotten older and now living in California in the state that it's in, I do believe in having a firearm for self-protection, for self-defense. And I totally get where gun advocates are coming from when they feel that they are being punished with gun legislation when a bad guy you know, carries out a mass shooting or a crime with a gun. Now, again, people are getting mad at Anna for saying that she is warm to private gun ownership and she understands law-abiding gun owners' fears that certain rules and regulations are used to punish them for the actions of bad people. And this is only surprising to people if you don't know the history of Anna Kasparian versus Cenk Uyghur. Cenk has always been way more of a gun grabber than Anna Kasparian. He may pay lip service to the Second Amendment, but we've seen clips of Cenk saying, take the guns away, make America like Japan and all these other countries that ban firearms. So Cenk has always been more in that camp than Anna. Anna has been in favor of gun control, but she has been more open to private gun ownership. And by the way, one of the things that probably led her to lean more in that direction is the fact that Anna Kasparian was victimized by two homeless people in her own neighborhood while walking her dog. Anna is a small woman. She is five foot three. So the fact that somebody who is five foot three, who has been victimized by two male attackers, would feel like they would need a force multiplier in certain situations is perfectly reasonable and sensible. And based on her experience, you can understand why she's becoming more sympathetic to that position, not less sympathetic to that position. Now, now, I'm of the belief that even if Anna Kasparian is attacked by another five foot three woman and that person starts a fight with her without actually telling her that they're in a fight, that Anna is not obligated to engage in a karate battle with her attacker. I've made this point over and over again on this channel that if you aggress upon me, the idea that I can only meet you with limited force is a little bit ridiculous. Now, I'm not saying you kill somebody that punches you in the face or anything like that, but if you swing at me and I happen to have a baseball bat, you might get hit with the baseball bat. I'm just saying, I'm not going to put it down and say, hey, Mr. Sucker Puncher, you have declared an honorable challenge against me. Let us battle in the realm of karate. That is not going to happen. I don't think that makes any sense. And also, if that is something that would make her feel more secure, although I can't imagine Anna Kasparian carrying a firearm on her person, I would think maybe in her home would be more likely. Then to me, this is perfectly fine and not even that much of a right-wing tilt for Anna. Anna Kasparian, as again, she is somebody who was more warm to private gun ownership than Cenk Uger, her co-host. Now, while the left wing is criticizing Anna for a bunch of these clips up until this point that I've showed you throughout the course of this video, she's also getting a bunch of praise for a confrontation that she got into based on the whole Israel-Gaza situation, because Anna is pretty anti-Israel, in my opinion, even though she'll say that she is trying to do this 
this for the best benefit of Israel. And overall, I genuinely believe that she believes that her positions will lead to peace. Now, I was going to cover this in this particular video, but I actually did a segment on Sitch and Adam's show. And during the course of that segment, Anna actually messaged Adam friended because she believed that I was taking one of her positions from this particular podcast out of context. So what I want to do is hold this right here. I'm going to make an overall video on the way that people, specifically on the left wing, are talking about this in the future. But I want the time to delve into this issue particularly so that I can get a better sense of the positions of the people that I'm talking about so that it cannot be argued in the future that I'm taking anybody out of context because that's not my intention. And I know you guys want to hear about this because it's such a unifying topic, but it would be preferable to me if I had a much better grasp on their position from their point of view in their own words so that then I can go after the things that they actually believe not just what they might have said live and how it sounded to me if that makes sense so yeah if you want to see me break down all these different takes related to this conflict then leave a comment under this video to let me know that's something that you're interested as usual if you like the video you can show them by leaving a like subscribe for more content follow me on my social media support me via the support links in the description of this video this has been me talking about Anna on PBD Till next time. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. 
Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.